Folks, I'm also excited to announce that this podcast is brought to you by RX Bar. You've heard me talk about it in the show, um, but now it is official. So this episode is brought to you by the company I work for, RX Bar. Uh, if you haven't heard of us, you know we make most we're most well known for making protein bars with core ingredients right on the front. So you might have seen them before. They have the amount of egg whites, you know, nuts, dates. Uh, all the information of our core ingredients right there on the front of the packaging, uh, simple ingredients and um, bright colors is really the way I always like to explain it to people. Um, they have 12 grams of protein made with real simple food. We have indulgent chocolate sea salt, rich peanut butter and chocolate and tasty blueberry. But those are only a few. We've got thousands. No, just kidding. But with 17 flavors, there's plenty to choose from at rxbar.com. Rx Bar, simple good. And that's that's the uh, ad they wanted me to say. But I also wanted to go a little bit off the script. Um, you know, I've been at RX Bar now for almost three years. I have been, you know, into the health and wellness space for a while. And when I stumbled upon RX Bars for the first time, it was one of the, you know, first brands that I ever came across where they actually put the shit on that's in the packaging, the food you eat on the front. And, you know, after working there for three years, getting to know the founders, uh, you know, the executive team and working closely with all of them, um, it's it's really true. You know, the last main core ingredient we put on the front is no BS. And obviously, we all know what that stands for, but it's true. It's it's the way we operate as a company. We are very transparent and we don't lie about what we do and we don't lie about what goes in the food. So for me, it's been an amazing journey working at RX Bar, and I'm pumped to have them a part of the podcast. So, you know, everything in the RX Bar has a purpose, and that's something that I think really resonates with me. I mean, our egg whites are for protein, nuts are for texture, dates are to bind the bar, and everything is in there for taste. Um, so yeah, I, I'm pumped to have them a part of the podcast, Simply Finance with Shane White. Um, this has kind of been a dream of mine to finally start this and I'm and pumped to have their support. So everyone, if you want to check out, um, rxbar.com, I will add the link in the show notes. And of course we don't have just bars at this point. We have got lots of delicious and healthy products, including minis, which are smaller versions of our adult bar. We've got kids bars. We've got layers bars, which, uh, are this decadent combination of an RX bar with nut butter. Um, we have nut butters, uh, which come in single serve and multi serve, uh, and we have oats. So all of them come with simple ingredients. Um, they have, you know, the core ingredients on the front. It's it's the main component of our packaging and really the way we go to market. So would love for you guys to check it out. If you want to check out any of our products, you can go to rxbar.com and, and use code REALFOOD, R-E-A-L-F-O-O-D, 20 for 20% off all online purchases. So thanks, RxBar, for being a part of the podcast, and our show will be up right after this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. Today's a little bit of a different one. Um, I've made it now through 10 episodes of the Founders series, and I thought it'd be kind of cool to just stop, uh, reflect a little bit, and really just break down for all of you some of the major things that 
uh, has stood out to me through, you know, the first 10 rounds of my founder series. Uh, as we're kind of at a point where uh, we have some really dynamite guests coming up in the near future, I thought this would be kind of cool to uh, change it up. So I'm just going to dive right in. Um, as you guys, if you've listened, first and foremost, um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I, for me, it was kind of a left turn, I guess I would say, as far as uh, you know, I had done a lot of very uh, investing heavy stock market focused podcasts as you know, that's kind of how I, I kicked off Simply Finance and, and really what the, the major focus of a lot of the early episodes were. Um, and then, you know, to be honest with you, having my good friend Andrew on uh, one of the first episodes, I'm looking back now, episode 20 of the podcast uh, back in, in early April. Uh, it was the first time I ever interviewed somebody. And, you know, I guess in my professional career and in my life, uh, I've been through interviews, uh, you know, whether it's for jobs, for school, um, for a variety of different things, you know, I've been the one getting interviewed. And um, to kind of flip it around and have someone like that on the podcast and talk finance was not only uh, enlightening and um, humbling, just to like, have a platform where people could come on and have a fun discussion around finance. Um, but it also kind of, you know, honestly, it kind of uh, scratched an itch for me that I didn't know I had. And that was uh, to have more people on this podcast, um, you know, to ex ex essentially expand this into something that hopefully can be a lot more uh, than just me talking about, you know, the, the, the different parts of simplifying investing. Now that is still a huge part of this the platform. None of that's changing. Um, but I felt like we could tie finance into lots of other things. Um, and for me, if any of you know me personally, you know that um, my experience over the last three or so years of working for RX Bar, which is really a, you know, at one time was a food startup. And uh, just kind of fell in love with the process of starting companies. Um, I myself have really only started, uh, you know, a couple really small ventures, nothing that's been, you know, drastically successful, but I, I do have that itch personally. And working at RX has definitely been um, a wild experience in so many amazing ways. Uh, and I've learned an incredible amount. And then the spark on this podcast after a few people on, you know, having Andrew on, uh, to be honest, having Corey Gregory on, who's an entrepreneur himself and someone who I've looked up to for a long time in the fitness space. Uh, you know, that was an exciting episode for me. And I was like, wow, this could really be, you know, a bigger platform to talk about, not just investing in personal finance, which you're fine. If you've listened to a lot of these episodes, one thing that's been very consistent is that a lot of people who are well known for one thing or for starting something or, you know, the other series that I'm still working on and, and partway through is the athlete series. Someone like Matt Frazier, you know, getting Matt Frazier on this podcast was an awesome opportunity to actually get to sit down and talk to someone uh, at his caliber for, you know, almost three hours. But what was wild to me was that he is not just an athlete. He's not just a CrossFitter. Um, you know, he's a normal human being like all of us. And, for him to come on and talk about, you know, his passion for investing and for finance and just honestly bettering him and his fiance's financial situation and just his philosophies on money. I think that's where this platform can really go and excel is, uh, is getting into a lot more 
of those types of conversations with people who are interesting, right? I mean, for all of you, I'm sure listening to someone who you've recognized or have heard of their brand um, does make you a little more interested in listening to the podcast. So just so you guys know, that is a little bit of kind of the realm that I'm going into um, and just like why you've started to see these founder series and these athlete series pop up. This whole platform has really been a passion project of mine. And I've mentioned that before on the podcast, but I just truly love this stuff. Um, again, if you know me personally, you know, I love interacting and talking. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a, an extrovert and I love to have conversations with people and especially about finance. Uh, I think it's very interesting um, and I hope you guys have enjoyed it. So that's kind of where this is going. That was kind of a ramble of, of what the podcast uh, has been up to and just why I kind of jumped into all these new series with new people and actually have had really extensive interviews. Um, I know it kind of went from, you know, very just one-on-one -on -one hearing Shane talk for 20 minutes about some sort of topic and in the investing or personal finance realm to interviewing people. And I just hope you guys get a little better understanding now of, of what's happened. And there's a lot more in the pipeline. Just so you guys know, I'm, I'm fired up about um, the direction this is going, the traction it's been given. Thank you for all of you for listening, for sharing it with your friends and family. Um, for those of you who have posted it online, I can't thank you enough. It's drastically helped this platform in many ways. So what have I learned? So I'm just going to recap and walk through, uh, basically, you know, I'm going to remind a lot of you, if you haven't listened to all of them, obviously you can go back and see all the episodes, each of the episodes for the founder series, which I'm going to talk about today. Um, and I'll skip over, I'll do another follow-up with the athlete series, um, in a, in a few days, but for the founder series, um, I'm going to kind of recap and go through uh, some of the episodes that I've had and then kind of recap the whole thing with major takeaways and major um, learnings that I've had from this process. Uh, you know, I'm only 10 episodes in, but I think I've learned a lot. I think I've gotten a lot of good content for all of you and I just thought it'd be fun to rehash. So my first real, uh, you know, member of the founder series was actually John Fosco. And if any of you guys listened to that, it was in early June, episode 48. John Fosco, um, a serial entrepreneur, you know, he's one of those people who, uh, and this has become a very um, common theme, but really John Fosco is one of those guys who just hustles. He figures shit out and he just runs with it. I think and I'll just, before I dive into all these people, that's been one of the major themes that I've learned. Um, no matter of, you know, to bring finance into this, no matter how much money you have, no matter uh, your situation or your, you know, where you're at in your career, one thing that's been very common is people are, they've been passionate about what they want to go do. And they've also just hustled, hustled no matter what. And they didn't take no for an answer. I think that's like a major call out. So John was a good one with that. Um, the next one in the major uh, founder series, like from a brand perspective, the first person I've had on is, is Matt Mullinax, who started Huron. And if any of you didn't listen to that or don't know what Huron is, uh, that they're basically a men's personal care company. So think of, uh, you know, the really expensive body wash that you can go buy at Nordstrom. Matt was the one that was like, you know what? I don't, I don't know a lot of guys that want to go spend that kind of money 
um, on their uh, body wash kind of was the concept. And then he also though was like, you know, we care about a lot of guys who are into health and wellness care about the products that they're putting in their body. They care about exercising and making sure their external body looks good. But then all of the like body wash hair care that they use is the one thing that a lot of guys kind of forget about and put on the back burner. So Matt, you know, that was a good episode around, um, you know, someone who just found something and was kind of a niche following. Um, you know, Matt is in a category that, uh, has been dominated by, you know, large brands for the most part. So he's kind of a, a David and Goliath type situation, but you know, Matt's one of those people who, again, just a hustler. He, you know, in that episode, I don't, I don't want to give away all the details. I'd love for you to go back and listen to it. Cause it was a lot of fun talking to Matt, but he had some really creative entrepreneurial ways um, when they started off, just like ways to figure out if the product was worthwhile uh, going into, um, you know, the big one that we hit on and I'll, I'll just, I'll st- barely touch on it was, you know, setting up a fake website to see if they could get clicks from social media to prove out that people would want their product. Um, that is a very cool and very ingenious way to test something without investing too much money. So, you know, he was someone who, you know, was having a great career and was by no means um, in a position where he needed to start a business. He just found a following and uh, thought it was the right move for him. And then he figured out how to do it in a, in a really scalable way, which is awesome. Um, the next guy I had on was John Coogan. So episode uh, three of the Founder Series. And that was, you know, a couple days later. And John was someone I actually stumbled on on Twitter. Uh, just, you know, being, being looped in with a lot of different, you know, brands and founders on, on Twitter. I came across him and noticed he had started a company called He's one of the, he's, he's basically someone who has been a part of two major startups and that's a great episode for, you know, anyone who's interested more so in the, you know, technical side of startups. He was a big, big component of e-commerce and marketing and a lot of these companies that are both, both companies that he's now co-founded. Um, John's just a really smart guy. He was the, the first person that I had on this podcast um, that I was like, wow, this guy is way smarter than me. And he's one of those people that, you know, I felt intimidated just having a conversation with because he's, he's very well, um, he's got a great vocabulary. He's really good at explaining things, but with like a, uh, a twist of just, you can tell he's a, he's an extremely smart human being. He's hard to explain if you can't tell. And, uh, just love that episode though. And then, you know, his new company, Lucy, really trying to solve a really important problem. And he just seems like someone who's never going to give up. He seems he's also one of those people who, which is, this has become another common theme. There are some people who I've talked to who I think they just know they're entrepreneurs. They, um, they don't have that thought in their head of like, should I try this? Should I not try it? And if it doesn't work, I'll just go back to working at a, you know, a corporate gig. He's one of those people that he's just like, no, I just, you know, I just want to start stuff and I, he wants to be his own boss. And I think that's a huge component of a lot of these entrepreneurs is at some point, whether they're someone who always knew that and just never thought any other option was possible, or there's someone who just at one day figured it out. One thing that's common is it seems like once you get, um, that taste of being an entrepreneur, there's a slight to minimal chance 
that you're going to want to go back to not being an entrepreneur. Um, I think that's probably pretty common across the entrepreneurship landscape just in, in general, but on this podcast, that's definitely been the case as well. The next episode was the first time I did uh, like a couple. So a husband and wife who are co-founders together. I had Ian and Margaret Wishingrad, which they're starting a company who I'm I'm extremely interested in bullish on. Okay, you've heard the word bullish on here before, obviously with investing, but they uh, they basically started a company called Three Wishes Cereal, which is a all natural, better for you cereal brand. So, you know, in that episode, we really got into the meat and potatoes of, you know, big cereal and how that's a category in grocery stores that hasn't changed or evolved in a long time. And Ian and Margaret are really trying to take on those behemoths. And I think that episode um, really taught me that there are probably a lot more categories like that that are worth disrupting. And for me, it honestly has really turned the wheels. Me and my wife, Kelly, have been talking about ideas. You know, we always are talking about something. Um, There's a few categories that you know, we've always thought about that are dominated by huge corporations. Um, they're not good for you. And, and I think that was an episode to me that was kind of a light bulb. That's like, yeah, that that's gotta be true across, you know, if you go to any grocery store, walk up and down some aisles, you're going to find parts of the store that are, you know, completely run and controlled by a few enormous corporations. And, Um, I give them kudos. They spent a long time. I think they spent almost two years. They said developing, uh, the, the cereal product that they are selling today, but wish them nothing but the best. Um, they seem like two extremely motivated, um, entrepreneurs, parents of a child and definitely during, you know, a pandemic, they were a a co-founding group that, you know, they're just kind of taking it a day at a time and they're being parents. They also um, own an ad agency. So they're doing a lot and they're handling it. And um, that's, again, like I said at the beginning, a very common theme with all these entrepreneurs is this grit and this drive to not give up and to just keep rolling, you know, day by day, knocking stuff off the list and getting stuff done. Uh, The next episode, a Chicago native episode 55 shot this one at the beginning of July uh, with Nick Hamburger of Cuevos. He is, I believe, now that I'm looking back, probably the youngest, if not the second youngest entrepreneur and founder I've had on the podcast. I think he's the youngest. And his company, you know, I've, I've known a lot about them being in Chicago and being in the CPG food industry, but what was wild with them was um, really just hearing how small and lean they've kept their company. So for me, a big takeaway was, uh, you know, and it's something that I it was, it's been a common theme is, you know, bootstrapping number one, which I'll get into here in a minute, but really the point of Cuevos that I wanted to kind of reiterate was, uh, you know, staying lean and scaling, I guess I'd say smart or uh, in a, in a, in a smart fashion, I'll say. So, you know, Quavos, they've kept their headcount really small. They're taking steps slowly but surely. But one thing Nick, you know, really hit on that I thought was it was interesting is just the concept of really, you know, they don't add a person to the team until they're bursting at the seams and they need 
someone to cover a specific area. And I think that's something that, you know, I guess I, in my CPG experience, I've seen done, in, you know, not correctly is over hiring and in hiring for, for growth. And again, you know, everyone has a different way of doing it. And I'm not saying that the way that Quavos did it is the only way to do it, but I do think uh, in food and in general, in the startup world, from what I'm learning, um, you know, being a little more patient when it comes to hiring and just, you know, making those headcount decisions only when you absolutely need somebody was a big takeaway for me and anyone else who really wants to start a company, um, you know, just to do that the right way. The next one was with Kent Yoshimura from Neurogum. Love this episode. Kent, one of the nicest guys I've met so far while I've had the podcast. Um, have a fantastic product. Um, he sent me some Neurogum and Neuromints. He sent a ton of them. So thank you, Kent. And um, I still have a ton. They're great. Um, for him, the key there, I think, is passion. I've from for listening and talking to him, he's someone who he's not just started companies. He's also a professional mural, muralist and does murals all over the world. He's done some of the major murals in LA and um, in other parts of the world. And he's just someone who is just passionate about what he's doing and loves the team that he's built around him. And I see the success of neuro in the direction they're heading. And I think part of it is they've had some really successful components of their scaling. So what that means really just to break that down is, you know, we hit on shark tank and we hit on uh, the Joe Rogan experience. So for them in the first few years of being a company, they've been able to get on some of the largest platforms when it comes to sharing brands that does not go against any of the hard work and the sales that they're seeing from just the pure work their team's doing, but they've just done a lot of smart things. I mean, to be honest, like they, he talked about getting on shark tank, just getting on shark tank and having the chance to be on TV for people to hear about your brand is enormous. Then, I mean, he even mentions it on the podcast, but Joe Rogan just became a big fan of their product I mean, there's something to be said about that too. Just, you know, to have that become a sponsor of yours and have millions of people hear about it. I mean, the conversion on that. So the amount of people that are going to hear that, then go to your website and use his code and purchase is going to help the growth. Um, they've done a lot of things right. They've really worked their asses off. Um, Kent, one of the other major takeaways like that I hit on was he seems like he's really just built an all-star team around him of people who care about the product as much as him. And I think that's a very common finding among, among entrepreneurs, just the ability to build these successful teams around you. Um, you know, there's no magic formula to that. I think some of that comes with a little bit of luck, right. To find the right people at the right time um, to join your company. But that was a huge one for Kent. And the next one was Ben. So Ben Witte from Recess. I'm a big fan of the CBD industry. Um, me and a buddy of mine actually went down the, uh, the path of potentially starting something about a year ago. And this was one that I just love to hear his story. Uh, you know, he's from New York, started making and shipping product out of his apartment and has just hustled. Again, these guys, everyone I've realized is, is you know, a hustler. So it doesn't matter if you're selling, you know, I have a LaCroix here, but if you're watching this on YouTube, but a can of this or, you know, gum or whatever your thing is, 
you have to hustle and you have to bet on yourself. And that's something Ben really hit on in our episode was just focusing on, on, uh, on yourself and making sure that you are passionate about what you believe in. You know, he's not just selling a CBD product, but he's also, he's actually on the hemp advisory board, which is this, you know, basically, um, you know, round table group of people who are trying to move a lot of, um, legislation forward on the CBD industry. So he's just very involved in the community. He's betting on the success, um, and the future growth of the category. And, um, you know, he's someone that just believes in his product. And I, I think you hear that and you see his, um, his angle that he goes to when he talks about recess, you know, they, they have a very unique, unique way of talking to their consumer. And I think during COVID, they were one of those brands that hit it on the head um, and decided to really triple down on, you know, how the way they come to their customer online. The next one I talked to is Jordan DeChico from Super Coffee. Love their product. I've been a fan of Super Coffee for a couple of years now and love the story of he's one of three brothers and they're the three co-founders of Super Coffee. Um, just a really cool story of how they came about. He explains it in the episode. Um, for you guys' reference, it's episode 59 and it was back on uh, July 31st. Definitely suggest you guys listen to this one. Um, you know, he's one where it was interesting to hear how, you, you know, over the last year or so, I would say, at least on my LinkedIn and the things that I follow in the CPG industry, Super Coffee was one of those handful of brands that was just destroying it uh, as far as, you know, in-store demos. So if you go to like your grocery store and you see these huge mountains of Super Coffee, coffee cases and then someone's standing there in a Super Coffee shirt and they're giving you a sample, that's a demo. So they were doing those in a, in a kind of a new way, uh, a way that really made them stand out when you came into the store and you wanted to go try it. The product tastes amazing, which that obviously helps as well. Um, but that was working really well for them. And then they were one of those brands that, uh, you know, no one could have seen this coming, but a pandemic hits. And when the pandemic hit, they had to really switch gears and, they were one of those companies that, you know, did really well with in-store and were growing extremely fast. And they kind of got hit in the mouth with no more demos. They didn't have an, they didn't have a, they had a good e-commerce strategy and they had a good e-commerce platform, but they even admitted that they didn't have enough invested in e-com um, before the pandemic. So that was something that they learned. And I think a lot of brands are learning that in this time frame is just that the importance of e-commerce and how much that's needed to be successful in these, you know, COVID-19 and probably post-COVID-19 times. Now, if you've watched Super Coffee and you followed those guys over the last few months, even since I've had Jordan on the podcast, I mean, they've had some major breakthroughs. They, they have a, they got a distribution agreement. Um, they just announced that Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod and J-Lo are uh, now founders and investor, not founders. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. They're investors in Super Coffee. And um, I mean, they're just continuing to uh, break the norm and grow at an exponential rate. And they're figuring it out through a pandemic. So kudos to those guys. Loved that episode and uh, loved getting to know Jordan a little more. The next one was Mark Samuel from Iwan Organics. He's just one of those guys, you know, if you, if you follow Mark on LinkedIn, which I suggest you do, um, Mark is just one of those fired up, pumped individuals. He's motivational. 
he's positive. Um, and you feel that in just communicating with him, right? Um, when I had him on the podcast, our episode was fun. It was real. We went kind of in depth on the CPG industry, but he was one that really taught me that, uh, you know, you just go with the flow and you try to make smart decisions. And he's someone who started a lots of companies. He's another person who just like, you can tell he's never thought twice about having a job and reporting to somebody else. He mentions that's just not something he could really do. And so what was fun with having him on was really learning that there is just a hustle component that you have to have in you as an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, he talks about just, you know, every day is a new challenge and he's really big on um, just figuring it out. And, you know, he was one of those people, I guess I always had this envision in my mind that, you know, you would have a, um, if you're an entrepreneur, there's so many things going on and so many things moving fast that you would have to have this like very detailed, organized plan of what you're doing next. And he was kind of the opposite. And something I've learned from a lot of entrepreneurs on here where he's like, you know what? I just get up, you know, when I get an email, I fire an email back and he doesn't really keep a clean list of things he's working on. It's like all up here in his head, he says. Um, not that that's the right way to do it by any means. For some people, it definitely is like himself. Um, but he's one of those people, he's just on and he's moving and he's going, he's going fast. And his whole concept of, and this is something I think is common in entrepreneurship with successful entrepreneurs is you, you need to plan. You need to move fast though. If you over plan, you can't move fast. And so his whole concept is he just tries to keep moving and moving quickly, making smart decisions, but making them quick. And I think that's a balance uh, that anyone who wants to jump into entrepreneurship, it's something you got to figure out, but the successful ones seem to do that well. The next one I had was Hudson Gaines Ross. He's someone who I've gotten to know pretty well over the last couple of years um, and loved having Hudson on the podcast. Him, uh, him and his co-founder Gabe are start, not starting. They've already started this company called Plant People and they are really trying to take what, um, you know, I would say what, what the remedies that have used pharmaceutical drugs, they're trying to show people that you can do the same or find the same benefits um, by using just plants. And I really think their mission is something that they're one of the people I've had, or he's one of the, the companies I've had on here who I really resonate with their mission. Um, and I really think their, their whole mission of just giving back and being positive is contagious. And I think it's something that more companies should try to do. Um, Hudson's one of those people as well, just a grinder. He started a few companies. Um, you know, Hudson, I think, is, um, is an interesting person to talk to because he's extremely smart. And you pick that up when you listen to that podcast, I'm sure. He's got a, you know, a very, very smart head on his shoulders. Um, and he's very driven. He's very motivated. And he's someone who has just a lot in the pipeline, you can tell. Um, from that episode, the one major thing I took away is, you know, a good entrepreneur seems to have this balance between understanding what's going on in the now and making sure you and your teams are executing and taking steps in the right direction. But at the same time, you have this macro vision and you're forward looking and making sure that your company has the growth and the products and the pipeline to really be this big brand. 
And maybe not everyone wants to be a big brand, right? I think there's plenty of family businesses or smaller businesses that sell a few things. But if you want to be someone who's starting a big brand, I think um, that's something that Hudson definitely holds is this balance, I could tell from talking to him. Um, but it also uh, is part of just being, I think, a founder is executing what you have, but you know, not being, not settling in where you are in the moment and making sure you can uh, continue to evolve and innovate and grow the company. Um, and I had two more here and then I, I will wrap it up for my first 10 episodes. The next one is Jake Rhodes. Just again, he's another one I've had on here. I just can't say enough about just from in regards to one of the nicest people I've talked to. I came across Jake. Um, you know, I do CrossFit or functional fitness quite a bit. Me and my wife are into that. Um, and I bought these grips, um, I don't know, probably six months ago, because my hands kept getting tore up when I was doing uh, things on like a, a pull-up bar. And so I came across Bear Complex. They're supposed to be like the best scripts on the planet. And I found out Jake was one of the founders. And so did a little research on Jake, found out that he has since starting uh, Bear Complex has left and started this company called Routine. Jake has got... Um, he's one of those people as well who's... He's kind of actually... He started companies... He's worked for companies and then gone back to starting companies. You can tell just what he loves. And he has taught me, and one of the major takeaways I've had from him and a lot of people, but really it resonated with Jake's episode, was just this passion for what you're doing. Um, he had a, you know, a good idea and then a passion for functional fitness, which turned into you know, a career with Bear Complex. But his new company routine is a really good example of just being extremely passionate and believing in a product. You know, he mentions it in the episode and I, I encourage you to go listen to it. It's episode 67. Um, Jake is fired up about this new product he's developing. And there's something about listening to a founder of a company talk about a product they're fired up about that gets you fired up and then you want to go do something. And I'm not going to lie. When I got off the episode with Jake, I'm like, I got to find, I got to find whatever it is that I want to make because he just seems like he's having so much fun and he's loving what he's doing. He's passionate about it. He's doing it with his wife, which um, is a dream of mine. And my wife knows this. And I, you know, the passion there is so contagious. And that's like what really drove me to want to start this founder series was I know the founders I've met all just, I feel that passion from all of them. And it's honestly a really, really nice conversation to have with someone, someone during COVID. Everyone, you know, there's lots of rough stuff going on this year has sucked for many people. Um, people are stressed, whether it's in personal life or at work, but there's something about talking to a founder and just hearing the passion and the excitement in their voice. It gets you fired up and gets you like realizing like, yo, we're going to get through this shit and we need to be building products and services that people need and love. And that's something I definitely got from Jake. Uh, and the last one I just had to, to round out the first 10 episodes of the Founders series was Spencer Altschul of Wet Beverages. This guy, honestly, he's, he's a young entrepreneur. He's hustling. He's figuring it out. He's got a great concept. He sent me some product. And honestly, Wet Beverages, if you haven't heard of it, they're a young startup. Um, great product. Like I loved, I love the drink. It's got lots of... Um, great product in it. And it's got lots of great components to the chemical makeup of it and all that fun stuff. So uh, love to get to know Spencer a little more. 
it was fun talking to him because he's a little bit earlier on out of all the companies I've talked to. He's probably the earliest in the life cycle of his company of anyone so far that's been on the podcast. And for him, he's like in the beginning part of, of growing pains. I mean, he's working on, you know, a website and getting his initial distribution and, um, you know, locking down some of his first big accounts. That stuff is, I think what a lot of people, why a lot of people gravitate towards entrepreneurship is some of the things he's going through right now, which is the tough stuff, the nitty gritty. Um, but it seems like something that you never forget as an entrepreneur. I mean, I know for myself at RX bar, the people that were there early on during those days at RX bar, uh, it's fun to sit and talk to some of them about their stories of starting it. And just the, honestly, the tough times now are the best stories and the parts that you probably miss as your company becomes really large is, is some of those more intimate, smaller times when you're struggling with just some of the simpler things as a small company where you have to handle everything. So I hope that was a good overview. Uh, obviously, there's a lot there. I just talked for half an hour about, you know, everything I've learned from, and that's not everything by any stretch of the imagination, but the highlights um, from each of the 10 episodes of the founder series that we've had so far. Um, really, if I had to you know, summarize all this into one major takeaway, being an entrepreneur, or at least the entrepreneurs that I've talked to, there's a form of grit. Um, you know, They believe and they're passionate about what it is they're making or whatever it is they're providing as a service. And it doesn't matter what people say about it, especially if you know, you're someone who they don't um, necessarily believe in what you believe. Um, they're going to be passionate about it. You know, they'll, they'll take feedback. You can definitely tell like there's, there's some empathy and there's humility and um, there's some self-awareness from all of these founders, uh, but, you're, but they're passionate in a way that you're not going to be able to bring them down just by giving them some poor feedback. And I think that's really important because it sounds like from all the founders I've talked to, it's inevitable that you're going to come across some adversity. You're going to come across major problems that probably make you second guess your product or your service. And sticking to something when things get tough seems to be a key component. Um, and the other one is, is honestly just a pure sense of hustle, right? It sounds like these people, they work hard, they grind at it, they believe in it, they're creative, they're entrepreneurial. And, um, and they're just trying to make it work. And it's been interesting, you know, I couldn't have, I think everyone talks about timing when it comes to entrepreneurship. I have to admit, I feel like I kind of got lucky when it comes to timing with this podcast a little bit. Um, I think having these conversations with all these founders in 2020, I'm really excited to look back on these conversations, you know, three, five, maybe even 10 years from now, and see where all of them are and see how big their businesses are. I honestly believe a lot of these people I've talked to, they're going to turn these businesses into major companies and potentially a lot of them have exits to large companies. Um, and I'm excited to see that, you know, it's going to be an exciting few years. And I think, you know, I, I am lucky enough to get, get to chat with a lot of them and get to know them a little better during potentially one of the toughest years they'll face as a business during the coronavirus pandemic. So I thank all of them, all of you guys for coming on the podcast so far. Honestly, I'm just getting started. This is going to be um, an exciting component to the Simply Finance platform and the podcast. Uh, I cannot wait for some of the upcoming guests. 
And I hope you guys all listen. And as always, if you guys love today's episode, share it out, tell your friends and family, um, and uh, post about it. I, I tell you what, this, pat, this podcast has been growing every week. And it would not be happening without the support of all of you and each of you sharing it and helping it grow. So thank you so much for all of that. Hope this was interesting. Um, I will come back in a couple of days and I'll do the same thing for my athlete series. Um, we're not quite as far in that, but we actually have already had five episodes of the athlete series. So have had some high caliber people on. If you haven't listened to any of those, I would highly suggest going in and listening to a few. I mean, I've, I've talked to obviously the king of CrossFit, Matt Frazier. Uh, I've, had a, I've had a PGA Tour golfer on, an NHRA top fuel driver on, um, professional paintballer on. I mean, we've had all sorts of folks on the gamut and we've talked about finance, uh, building a career, you know, all sorts of topics. So would appreciate the support and I think you guys would love those episodes. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, I really appreciate all your support. This has been so much fun. And like I said, we're just getting started. All right, everybody. Hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you soon.